Hi everyone, I'm Ben Tapper and this is Invisible Truths. This is a podcast for anyone who carries burdens that feel too heavy to bear, questions too vulnerable to openly discuss, or pain that you're certain no one else will understand. Even more than that though, this is a space to acknowledge and explore the invisible truths within each of us. If you're still interested, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of the Invisible Truths podcast. As always, I'm Ben Tapper, and I'm here with my now longtime friend, uh, Charity Crony. Charity, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, Charity has her own uh, line of clothing, I guess you could say. She sells shirts uh, with the hashtag Do Better. She had a radio show a couple years ago called Do Better with CC, and she's on Instagram as uh, Do Better with CC. And so uh, she likes to talk about and is about uh, knowing better, constantly improving oneself, that way you act better. Hence, uh, when you know better, you do better. And so I'm really excited to have her on. I think we're going to go deep. As I do with all my guests, we're going to go down a few rabbit holes, but it's going to be good stuff. And we're going to talk about family today. You ready to talk about family? I'm ready. Okay. I've got a lot. Yes. <laughs> so um, as you and I were just chatting, you mentioned that your family has some unique holiday traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, traditions are kind of a staple of every family pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, but yours, at least, were somewhat different than what a lot of people in this part of the country would experience around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what those were? Uh, yeah. So uh, growing up, our family didn't celebrate Christmas traditionally. We just kind of went to church, and that was basically it for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And as my family grew, we decided to start a new tradition, um, which at the end of the year, we kind of we get a nice hotel for a week. We talk about our um, our triumphs for the year uh, of our triumphs from the year and uh, some of the things that we wanted to do better in the coming year. Um, so we would typically do that Christmas week, okay. and then if money was there, if we had the extras. The day after Christmas, we would go shopping at, like, Edinburgh Mm -hmm. or a Cincinnati outlet and kind of let the kids go out. Everybody would have a budget. But that's kind of something that I wanted to instill in them. Um, Instead of being, like, following um, what the calendar says, Mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, we love God and we wanted to celebrate, but in our own way. Mm -hmm. And we wanted our kids to know that however you do what you want to do is okay. Um, well, so so what was the reason your parents set it up that way for y'all? Why didn't y'all celebrate Christmas in the traditional way? So w- we didn't because they said that it was a pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they gave us the truth. You know, mm-hmm. they were saying we don't know when Jesus was born. Yeah. Nobody knows the actual day. So they gave us truth, mm-hmm. but it was truth that we didn't really understand at, the, at, that time, okay. at growing up. You yeah. know, it was never we loved Jesus. People thought we were Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. and things like that, but we, we weren't. They just had a an understanding of truth that we really didn't have. So as children, we were like, dang. But how they taught us, it was, it, it for me, I got it later on in life why we really didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get why we didn't do it. I didn't get why we couldn't do the the, the gingerbread houses at mm-hmm. school. and Because they kind of took all of that away mm-hmm. from us. Instead of like, okay, y'all, this is why we don't, for the most part. We didn't know that they told our teachers that we couldn't do certain things wow. because we weren't celebrating at all. Like wow. it was no gingerbread making. It's no holiday program. Mm-hmm. We couldn't, we weren't involved in any of that. So they were really strict on, and it was all holidays. It wasn't just Christmas. Okay. It was Easter. It was any holiday really. Like we, our wow. birthdays were, we just said, thank God for another year. Like period. It was good, 
but not understanding like where that came from. And it was a freedom for them because they were released from that, the hold that the world put on them basically. Mm. So they had the understanding. But we as children are like, what? And they kind of said some things, but it was all because the calendar created it. Yeah. It was, it was, that's not real. That's not a real date. That's, they don't have an actual date for it. And then in my understanding, as I grew up, it was just, the date that the world decided to celebrate certain things, you know? So the date that I was actually born, it's cool. We can have a party, you know, we can have a party because it's, it's a day to celebrate me, but it is always, we always give God glory. Mm. Now, like as adults, we always say, you know, we thank God for another year. Mm. We, so it's not really, I wouldn't be here because of me. Mm. It's not me that got me here. So we always give glory and honor to who is due but then as we got older, our mom even started saying, like, okay, I'll get y'all a cake. Because she knew it was her understanding. Mm-hmm. And as children, we really didn't have it. So what do you think What do you think you, you gained and what might you have lost from that experience as, as a child? What I gained was truth. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really understood um, the truth in it all. I never knew it was a Santa Claus. Like, we didn't play them yet. Like, mm-hmm. it was never a Santa Claus. Easter Bunny is not real. Mm-hmm truths yeah. like I, I gained that um what i lacked is the fun of it it was like it was like why can't we go get these eggs yeah. why can't we get these presents right. like why mm. it was a lot of i mean we missed the fun of those activities yeah so i made sure when i got children that they knew the truth but we still have fun and one of the the biggest things is we were taught to not go by dates. And our mom actually passed away on Mother's Day, mm. which was, it was terrible at the time. But for us, it was still profound because we had a whole weekend planned. Mm. See, yeah. the calendar. Yep. But it was it was almost like, God, what? Because mm. we had that weekend planned for her and we never were able to share that weekend because she, she got sick on one day and then passed on actual Mother's Day. Mm. So to me, it's still allowed me to under give me more understanding yeah I ain't never gonna wait again so I don't have to I don't wait for my children's birthdays to do certain things I don't mm-hmm. I, if I got it we getting it if I if I love you you gonna know like yeah. if it's I mean like I mean when you look when I look at it now mm-hmm. that is just huge to me you were right mm-hmm. dang the calendar does dictate it does dictate a lot but now I know, yeah. like for real, for real. I was yeah. 29, but I get it yep. big time. Who would have thought? I love that uh, that saying, if I got it, you're going to get it. Yeah. That has so many applications. <laughs> so many applications. You're right. <laughs> Where are we going with All this, Ben? Good. All good. <laughs> Where are we going? Hey. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I want to bring us back to, so, so one of the unique things I think about you, Charity, is your family. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I met you at, when we were working uh, at a school here in the city. Mm-hmm. I connected with your sister on the radio show that you used to host, and oh, she yeah. started doing my hair now, so I go to her to yeah. get my locks done. Um, and as I've spoken with both you and her, I've learned it, it just how connected you all are mm-hmm. as a family. And, and for as large of a family as you are, I don't know any other family that is at that is as connected mm. as you all are. Um, and so while I'm sure that's stressful at times, I look at it as someone who has gone through foster care and adoption and who um, isn't always as connected to even my mm-hmm. adoptive family um, for, for whatever reason. It is 
really neat that mm-hmm. you all are as as um, united as you are. Now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to get together with my family every week, personally. Like, that's, <laughs> that's just not my thing. Right, right. It's weird, huh? <laughs> but it's cool that y'all do man, it. Man, it's so weird, man. Um, and so, so that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk about, about family today. And you mentioning your mom's death made me think of, of my dad's death. And how old did you say you were when your mom passed? 29. Man, so I was... Uh, 30 when my dad passed so we were almost the same age when we lost when lost our parents um and so uh i'm wondering as you have gone through um parenting and kind of continuing on your life journey Mm -hmm. in the the decade or so since that what of your mom do you carry with you Mm, everybody says i'm just like her Mm. but i don't think so because she was like a saint Mm. (laughs) to me Mm -hmm. and i'm just not that but what i the togetherness that she instilled in us. Mm. Like, she really, I mean, that togetherness was embedded um, within all of us. So that's what I try to keep going within my family and within my siblings. Mm. Um, That um, camaraderie, the friendship. We've never had any, I mean, we never needed friends. We Mm -hmm. are each other's, even though we get on each other's nerves. Like, we are annoyed with each other all the time. but that unconditional love that my mom gave and that the fact that she would make everybody feel like a friend. Mm. Like she, like you, she wouldn't meet a stranger. And I feel like I carry that quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> but it is. It's one of the things that I am blessed to have. It's a gift, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, those are the things. And that just to, to be able to... Um, I, I try to instill those things into my kids, and they're like, "Mom, we not, we are not as friendly as you." I'm yeah. like, "Well, just fake it." <laughs> and they're like, "Mama, no," and just understand they're not me; yeah. they are part of their dad. Yeah. So those are those are the, some of the things that I, um, I carry with me as I continue to grow. Um, and a, one of the things that I learned mm-hmm. from her, and later in her life, she would take a day. No, she would take a weekend and go to a hotel by herself. And nobody could get access to her Mm. at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I tried. We all tried. Nobody could get access to her. And to me, as I continue to grow up, I've learned that she needed time to to rejuvenate, Mm -hmm. to refresh. Because she was there for everybody. Just imagine having 10 kids, a whole bunch of grandkids, even back then. She was... She worked. She was a church secretary. She just did so many different things. But she learned as she got older. I can. I got. I need a minute. Yeah. I I need a minute, and she took that minute. Mm. So that's one of the things that I want to make sure that I carry for the rest of my life, um, to just give myself that minute. And when I say it was ironclad, you can't mm. get in. You can't. Mm. She'll pop. She's gone Friday, and by Sunday. Church time. That's the only time you can catch her. Hmm. That's it. And then, then she she was refreshed. She was yeah. able to do it all over again and was excited about her next month. Mm. Her time, just her time to reflect. And she would, like, have a Bible with her. and I yeah. mean, like, she would just really do her for yeah. that weekend. That's one of the things that, that she shared with me that I want to carry on. And I t- tell my kids to do that, too. Like, you need a minute. Everybody mm. needs a minute. We all do a lot. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things that I carry. So what what spaces are just yours right now in your life? It very seldomly happens. Okay. Like, I'm also that person that 
when I'm going through something, I take on whatever. Mm. So I won't have to cope with it. Mm -hmm. See, my alone time means I have to cope with things and deal with things. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. these days, since I have a lot of emotional stuff going on, I'd stay really busy, which is bad. Mm. But for me, when I, when I feel like feeling, mm-hmm. it's sad to say, but when I feel like feeling, I've made my bedroom a safe haven mm. for now. It really is. Like, I make it, it's like a hotel to me. Like, the kids can barely come in um, on those days. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a depressed state that I go into. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't explain it, but it's like everything's turned off. I feel what I need to feel. I'll cry. I'll pray. I'll uh, do nothing. But it's the space I needed to be in, mm-hmm. and it 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 rarely happens. I'm not mm-hmm. even gonna lie; it rarely happens. But when certain things do happen, and I feel because I have I've I in the past I've had anxiety really really bad. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that that coming on, that's when I'm like, whoop, nope, I gotta feel this. I gotta feel my real feelings, mm-hmm. or I'm a bust. Okay. So that's typically now, and that's bad, Ben, because who waits till they're about to blow? Most people. But. I don't blow right. as much anymore. Yeah, I'll feel it, feel it, feel it. Like, oh, 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 oh that's not good. I'm not, I'm not experiencing what I need to experience yeah. to get it, to get this stuff out. So, I think that's growth yeah, for yeah. me. You're aware of the warning signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm totally aware. So, when that happens, that's when I'll go into mm-hmm. my space. Um, January, I went to Florida for five days by myself. Mm. First time ever in life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was big. Yeah. Because with a huge family, I've never been alone. Mm. I had nine brothers and sisters my whole life. I got married at 21, had kids. I've never really been alone. Yeah. So now it's a whole nother ball game. I'm like totally alone. I mean, I have kids, but they're kids. Mm-hmm. I don't put a lot of pressure on kids. Right, right. I just let kids, I try to allow them to be as childish right. as they need to be right. you don't and not be exactly yeah. i can't they're not my friends yeah so um this is the the time that i've been the most alone in my whole life what's that feel like terrible yeah ben stop pulling you're not getting anything mm. out of me dr phil okay no you might but no it's a horrible it it's a terrible feeling yeah i hate it because no matter how many siblings you have or how many friends or people that you're around day to day, you have to walk this walk alone. Mm. It's a lonely mm. experience. It mm. really is. And now going through the divorce, mm-hmm. I don't have that spouse to share things with. I don't yep. have, I really don't trust people with me. Because yep. I feel like nobody knows me for real. My siblings don't know me for real. They they know. A version of you. A version of me. Yeah. Nobody knows Security 100%. Mm. And that's a lot of my fault because it's my, I, I put up walls. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have walls up with my husband. Like, mm-hmm. in certain areas he never could touch yeah. because I couldn't be that vulnerable. Mm. I have a daddy issue. I have issues. Like, mm. our father left 10 of us when I was 12. Mm. So I have those abandonment issues. I have, and even though I have a huge family, I've always wanted my own personality. I wanted my own lane i just felt like it was we were coming so fast (laughs) for real like Mm -hmm. i have a sister that's 11 months we're 11 months apart so i wasn't even a baby by myself long yeah so i've never really been alone Mm. and this whole the last two years have been that for me Mm. 
and I still just I still am engulfed in things. I've yeah. pulled back. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but not enough to where I would probably I would probably have seen a more significant change in my life if I really felt my emotions head on like mm. hardcore. Yeah. But who wants to do that? <laughs> I don't. I feel like I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not on drugs. I just work a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. bad though. It's it's not good though. But I try to. I go to therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm 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 doing those things. Yeah. Um, but by the end of my therapy sessions, I'm telling the people what to do with their lives. Mm. I'm like, why am I helping you? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Give me my money back. But like, yeah. I I relate to that. Uh, you and I are similar in a number of ways. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> been? <laughs> um, so uh, I too have a frantic pace that I'm always trying to to live life at. Um, I, for me, I think it's it's um, wanting to be constantly in search of the next change. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up uh, the way I did, I was I became used to change, and it, it was kind of like a stimulant to me, like mm-hmm. a drug, right? Yeah. So if I don't have it, then the ordinary can freak me out, and it mm-hmm. becomes depressing. Right. Um, and so I'm always on the go, always trying to find that next high, if you will. And because I have been historically a people pleaser, and because I, I grew up taking care of people, that is what I know how to do. Yeah. And it's what I know how to do when I don't want people to get into me. Right? Yeah. I can yeah. flip it in an instant to, oh, to just yes. drill down. Right. Yes. Uh, and people that are intuitive themselves will know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get that happening. Mm-hmm. And I just had a conversation today with my counselor where I told her that sometimes I get tired of doing my own work. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I get tired of just feeling all that I'm supposed to feel. Yeah. Like when when will it end? Right. Like when when will I just feel quote unquote yes. normal? Right. Right. When? So I get that. Yeah. It it sucks. Yeah. I just hard. had a whole breakdown at home today. Mm. Like, I just want somebody to know me for real. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. This is annoying. Mm-hmm. But then we, all right, well, nobody will know me. Let's mm-hmm. get to it. Let me get to Ben's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, no, it's not even that. I wish somebody would care enough, mm-hmm. not to say people don't care, mm-hmm. to see me the way I see people. Mm-hmm. Like, to really say, you know what? Charity has been going through a divorce for two years. How is she normal? Like, mm. somebody to just say, how are you doing this? Mm. Without Like, that's a huge thing that happened to you. How are you doing? Like, you working, you barely missed a day, you, your kids are thriving, they're doing okay. Like, how? Because I would say, I'm not. I'm dying on the inside. Mm-hmm. Even though I left my situation, but it was necessary, it's like I'm still, I've helped more people in the last two years than I probably have my whole life. Mm-hmm. Only because I know how to keep a face. Yeah. And if you really knew me or cared to know me, you would know, like, like why am I doing all this? Why am I trying to make other people happy? I don't want to be bitter, though, but it, it it's at my own expense. So let's explore why. Okay, let's go. I'll tell go. you, so what I've learned about myself is that for me, people-pleasing was and is a way to maximize my chances of getting love. Mm. Right? If I could play the right role for my mom or my dad or whomever, yeah. then I knew if I could just figure out what they wanted, I could be that, and then I would get their love. Right? Because yeah. I didn't believe I was worthy of love mm. just because. Right, right. You know? um, and I've also learned that... Um, I I crave 
depth of connection so that people can see me, but it's it's really not even about them seeing me. Mm-hmm. It's because I can't fully see myself, mm. you know? Yeah. And so I, I want them to do the work that I can't yes. yet, yet do, Yes. you know? And so now that I know that, well, now, shit, now I got to go inside and right. actually figure out what I'm trying to see, you yep. know? Yep, So, so that, that's what I've discovered. What, mm. what inklings do you have as to how people-pleasing benefits you? Because if it didn't benefit you at all, you would never do it. I'm codependent. Okay, say more. I, it's almost like I need to be needed. Mm. And if people don't need me, I mean, I, I analyze myself a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, if people don't need me, um, I feel less than. Yeah. But I hate when they call me. <laughs> mm. So how weird is that? People need me, but I like to get in there, give them the help they need, and get, get out. out. Yeah, before you can be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't need any more connection with you after that because mm. I'm fulfilled. Mm. I don't. So that's it's kind of odd because you would think a people pleaser, a codependent person would want lots and lots of friends and lots and lots of attention. But I don't. Mm. I just it's I mean, I can't explain the dynamics of why I'm like this for real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I love to help people, but I don't help people because they can even do things for me. Like mm-hmm. I help homeless people all day and mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, I don't need you to say my name. I don't need you to give me. It gives me joy to help mm-hmm. people. Um, but at the same time, and I think I really do it because I would love I would love for people to do that for me. Mm. I give what I would love yeah. myself. Yep. So it's kind of just my love language. <laughs> like I just I just want to give and. But when I do that, I just want to be done with it. It's not a long period of time for me. Mm. It's not anything that I need uh, to do forever. I mean, just for that, per- whatever that particular yeah. thing is. Um, but in my relationships, in my in life, I've learned that people can't handle that. Mm. I give too soon. I help too soon. I'm too resourceful. Um, so I become used. Mm. And that's when I'm like, ah. Just, you should have just took what I had that one time and and mm. left me alone. But then I'd be, I mean, I got homeless people that was like, Charity, I lost my house again. Yeah. I'm like, dang, it's the four house. You're going to have to wait now yeah. because you even think that you can, you know, yep. I'm just that, I'm that person. Yeah. And that's when it becomes overwhelming. Like, what? I just did, I just took a whole day and did this. Or I've given you the, the people pleasing part, like even like, for my husband, I think I gave too much without him having to give me anything. Mm. I give too much before anybody can even pour into me. So they feel like this is just who I am. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, And I might be jumping around, but it's, you wanted to do that, Charity. Mm-hmm. That's what you wanted to do. So I've been working on my codependency. Yeah. Because I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to need me to do anything. I want to be the person that will lead you to the water. Uh, What is it? Lead them to the water. Give them a fish. They... Yeah, those are, yeah. What's the thing? Two you know it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. <laughs> right, or? You can, you, can, you can give a man a fish, or you can teach him how to fish. Do better with Cece, okay? <laughs> See, Ben knew what I meant. I got ben you. Yeah, knew yeah, what yeah. I meant. I got but you. that, yeah. I want to be able to teach you self-sufficiency. Mm. And I hold people's hands. Mm. I've told you, I went to therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I'm encouraging them. Yeah. But what is it? So I'm also going through a period where 
I am stepping out, trying to shed identities that maybe um, I didn't know I was carrying, mm-hmm. identities that I picked up somewhere along the way, and mm-hmm. it's the first time I've ever actually examined them critically to mm-hmm. decide if I want to hold them. Um, and but but I'm finding that it's it's really hard work to then find what identities you do want to carry, mm-hmm. right? To then find yeah. how you do want to exist in the world mm-hmm. and how you want other people to exist with you. Right. Um, and it's like daily, continuous work. And so as, as you, you know, you've mentioned you're going through a divorce, you've got some of your kids are getting to the point where they're going to start graduating going, and going to college. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have a little more space in your life to, to do this work more intensely. Right. Um, have you given more thought to what steps you want to take in the near future to continue doing this work for yourself, what identities you might want to explore or live more deeply into? I have to an extent okay. because I feel like the only way that I could really find who the real charity is if charity is alone for real. Mm. Um, and I've, I've, I've thought about moving out of town. I've thought about traveling just for a year. But I really, for me, I feel like I need, and then, and then it's like, well, why do you have to, why do I have to leave to find me? What do I have to, what other, because I journal, I meditate, I, but it's still things that I'm reading about in books and YouTubes and things like that. And I just really want to, I think we t- talked about, unbecome mm. everything I've been mm-hmm. for almost 40 years to find out who that is. Yeah. So with that, there's a lot of fear. There's going to be a lot of pushback. There's the people-pleasing part of me is like, girl, no, everybody's going to say something bad. Everybody's going to want you to do whatever. So the more I think about the steps that I would need to take to become, mm-hmm. um, the unbecoming is the scariest part mm. because it's really going to have to do with me leaving a lot of things and people behind. Yeah. And not that I can't go back to get them, but it's the fear of, will they really have to stay there? Mm. Like, do I have to really leave certain things and people behind? Yeah. That's that's hard for me. I, I think that'd be hard for anybody. Yeah. I, that's not just you. That's a hard question yeah. to hold. Yeah. And, and But it's, it, it's necessary. I feel like I have like 35, 40 more years in me. Mm-hmm. At least. Do I want to live like this? Mm. And my life's not bad. But my life, I don't feel like it's my life. I feel like I've lived my life for everybody else and for the comfort of everybody mm. else. And I don't think... I don't even think the divorce is making me feel like this. I feel like before the before I decided to make that move, I've already been trying to become. Mm-hmm. That's one Absolutely. piece of the unbecoming. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like if things aren't okay and two people aren't working to make them okay, it's okay to walk away. Mm-hmm. It, it It's literally okay. So I had to find courage in that. Mm. Like, I really had to understand that it was good for what it was good for. You grew from that. You have three beautiful children from that. And you don't hate them. Mm. So I think you're winning. Because <laughs> <laughs> of what? Just imagine walking away from somebody you love. That's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. For me, that was hard. But it didn't work for charity anymore. And walking away doesn't mean the, the love's not there. No, it walking just means away. you got to make a different choice for exactly. your life. Exactly. Yeah. I just had to make a different choice for my life. So that's, I think that was the first part of becoming, hmm. like 
my journey, and that was two years ago. Um, but before I even left, the journey started. 2016, it started, because that's when I just, like, had to just go in. I had real bad anxiety in 2016. Literally thought I was dying. Like, I thought mm. I, was, I had it for seven months straight. Dang. Every morning, seven months straight. Seven months straight. All I could do was pray and meditate and talk to myself. I felt crazy, but I wasn't. I knew something was happening. I just didn't know what it was. But the intensity of the world around me hit me. Mm. I was doing a whole lot then. I thought it was like maybe the grief of my mom, but I'm like, dang, she's been gone like for six years already. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know, but it was... All of that. Did mm -hmm. you really grieve your mother? Right. No. I started working. Two yep. jobs. And started college. I, it was a lot of things that hit me all at once. And then I was able to examine the marriage mm. that I didn't even look at for five years because my mom was gone. I could care less what's going on here. So when I'm, it's almost like that anxiety attack woke me up. Mm. It, 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 it allowed me to feel for real because I couldn't do all the other stuff that I typically do. I had to feel that. I went to work, don't get me wrong, I, I, I did. But I had to feel those feelings for real. Yeah. And that's the worst feeling on the planet. But I felt them and then I was able to just, the only thing I could do, I was up all night, I journaled a lot, I just started putting feelings down. I started getting things out I didn't know I had in me. Yeah. So. That was healing yep. for me, but that's what started that that almost that unbecoming yep. because what I had known spiritually was changing mm. because I'm like, I know God is not I know I can't leave my husband. like I'm just like, mm. I know I can't I know this ain't right. This feeling is not okay. like I'm I know this I knew in 2016 I, I was going to leave him. Mm. I didn't know when. But I knew I, I knew that it wasn't that situation wasn't conducive to what my life needed to be, mm. and I. But it started there, and then that next year, the end of that next year, I had the courage to make that move. So I'm hard headed, <laughs> so I go through um, emotional things. I feel like the hard way because I fought that. Mm -hmm. I fought that feeling like nah, that ain't yeah. it. Because <laughs> you can. You can take a lot. Yeah. And so you do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think I took so much from that situation. Actually, when I when I started examining for real, I realized that the panic attack happened right after a really bad situation mm. in the marriage. Okay. That was the end. Mm. But I couldn't, I didn't see it then. But everything goes back to then. Yeah. That was the breaking point. But I didn't walk in that until the next year. But it, it makes sense that that'd be hard, like that there'd be a gap between you knowing that intuitively and then making a choice. Because, again, it's not just one choice you're making. Mm -hmm. right? To make that choice, to leave a marriage, it, it is a choice against or an unbecoming of your religious values, mm -hmm. of your family traditions, yeah. of the identity that you had held mm -hmm. for how many years at that point? Like your entire adult life. Yes. And so, and so you were unbecoming the entirety of life that you had known yes. as an adult up to that point. Yes. And so I think it makes sense. And it's okay that it takes time to fully act on yeah. it, right? Yeah. But the, the seed was planted. Yeah. It just took it a while for yeah. it to, to, to sprout. Yeah. yeah. And I realized that, yeah, that's not love. <laughs> mm. Enduring pain to a breaking point, to me, 
in a human form, in a God form, we can do that. Mm. I'm I'm not spirit. Mm. I am flesh. Mm. Charity can't do that. Charity tried to do Mm. that until Charity could no longer. And then I knew. What you just said is so profound and so theologically deep. Um, Mm -hmm. To endure pain to a breaking point, that is not love, Mm -hmm. right? I would argue that even Jesus was not necessarily called to do that. Like, we Mm -hmm. focus so much on Jesus' death on the cross. Yeah. That was one day. Right. Right? Yes. He still fed a lot of people. He healed a lot. All of that were at least equal parts of his ministry. Right. But we focus so much on that one the moment death, and think, yeah. oh, that's what it was all about, mm. bearing pain. And if Jesus bared that pain, we have to sacrifice ourselves mm. too. No, no. we are. Jesus came so that we could live whole lives. Yes. He came to show that our humanity was valued by God, yes. right? Yes. And so if we are doing things that devalue our own humanity in yeah. relationships, in our work, in whatever... That is not the way God wants us it's to not. exist. It's not. It's not. And it sounds like that's what you came to realize. Yeah. This is not what God wants for me. Yeah. Absolutely not. Because I'm not a promoter of divorce. I'm not a promoter of, uh-uh, get, get out of there when it don't feel good. And mm. I've, I endured a lot. Mm-hmm. But I won't lose my mind mm. for the sake of a marriage mm. or for the sake of a job or for the sake of anything anymore. Mm. That's not, I know that's not my purpose. Mm. My purpose, I'm not going to die and people say, boy, she sure went through a lot of pain and held it off. No, you're going to say, Charity loved me. Mm. You're going to say, boy, that smile was amazing. You probably won't even know the pain that I endured, for real. My legacy ain't going to be the, the, the pain of Charity. It's going to be the love that Charity gave in spite of. You know, mm. God is good. I think that should be a... <laughs> Mm. I mean, now I'm just playing. Y'all know I can't be deep for too long. Let, come, let, bring it back. Well, I'm even, <laughs> bring it back. I'm even fascinated by your name. Like, charity. Why did they do that to me? Right, but like it fits so... It, 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 Suffereth long man. and is kind. Man. Endure it. Even, but even the aspect of just giving. As we think about charity in today's yes. culture, just giving, right? Giving is such... A big part yes. of it, right? But the other side of charity, there's a, there's a, a receiver, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. you were saying you don't get to be that receiver often right. enough, right? You're right. And so that is that is what you want for this next phase of life. Yes. Um, and I believe that I'm going to have it. You will. I, I'm going to have that. Mm-hmm. What I said is I'm going to know love, real love on earth. I know God love. Mm-hmm. I know that unconditional. That mm-hmm. and I know he got me no matter what. I know. But I'm going to know that. What I experienced for those 17 years, I know that I'm not going to end my life like yeah. that because I, I put out too much mm. or I'm going to just go, be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, Lord, I'll be satisfied. But I do believe in my life that I will experience that love yeah. and that what I really want because he loves me that much. God loves me that much that he's going to show me. Mm. Charity, yeah, I got you, girl. Yeah. He, he, I'm going to see it. Um, in the human form, yeah. I'm gonna feel it in the human form. I'm going, I'm going to, and everybody needs to know that it's not the end yeah. because it's the end of something. Um, I know people that are devastated if they lose a good job. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, you'll be all right. Something better's coming. Mm-hmm. Something, even if it's the peace within, to be like it's charity, love herself to a point. If I could love myself to a point, 
that I can't be used anymore. Mm. You know, that mm-hmm. I, I, I won't have to be a people pleaser. I, I, I don't have to be um, obsessed with making sure everybody else is good and I'm, I'm yeah. on the back burner. Yeah. That type of love for myself. I'll take it, but I know that next phase of my life is going to show me that that is not it, Charity. So what I'm learning about me uh, is that I am good at having compassion for others, Mm -hmm. mostly. I am terrible at having compassion for myself. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So I was thinking about your name. Charity suffers long and is kind, maybe to others. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you that for yourself? No. Right. And so that's the other part of the name yeah. that you're oh, living into at this phase of your yeah. life, right? Yeah. It's the other half of the meaning. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I'm going to read it again today. <laughs> I typically read it a lot, but it, it really is. And I still feel like even though I have to unbecome mm-hmm. and become... I could still be a blessing to somebody. I'm not just yes. in this thing for the gratification of charity. Your energy, all you got to do is sit in the same room with someone and you bless someone's charity. Aww. So, yeah, I mean, I affirm that a thousand percent. Wow. It doesn't matter what work you think you have to do, how low you feel you are, your charisma and energy Aww. blesses folks regardless. I appreciate that. We're just real people with gifts. gifts. Man, just do better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, and that's where that concept even came from. Because 2016, while I was going through, I still wanted to be this perfection mm. or what people wanted. And I literally got that in my spirit. Like, mm. for real, do better. Mm. And that was the slogan. Like, yeah. perfection is unattainable. Just do better. Just do and better. if you... I mean, every day I'm flawed. I'm flawed. So there are certain things that over the last couple of years that I didn't say I did perfect at all, but I did them. Yeah. And I learned from those things that I've done. Um, I'm just able to do better yeah. in those areas. And then I still want to give, and I'm hard on myself. So mm-hmm. we're, we're harder on mm-hmm. ourselves than mm-hmm. anybody could ever be as much as hard as we are on each on ourselves yeah. i just feel like we're doing the best we can yeah i agree and when we find the flaws because it's harder for i don't really take people's criticism well mm. because i'm like what i'm me like i could and not trying to be funny but it's like i would have caught that before you yeah yeah so <laughs> with me it's like so i have to go reflect be like and then I come back. Sometimes I'll be like, nah, I still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then sometimes I'll be like, well, I could have did, did it a little different. Sure. I could have did. I shouldn't have. Like, um, my family were like, you, you're dating too soon. And I'm like, well, I kind of was in a relationship for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And I probably don't know how to be by myself. But I'm not dating a whole lot of people. Yeah. I'm just dating. I don't. My kids ain't met nobody. You know, I'm just yeah. like, I think I'm kind of doing things decent. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I don't know. I've never lived this life. It's mm-hmm. on-the-job training, so mm-hmm. yeah, I have to, and nobody understood that. But I thought people would, so I'm like, so I would talk to a sibling about mm-hmm. a guy that I met, and they would be like, it's just too soon. You just talk. They weren't comfortable with where I was at. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn that, Charity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shut it up. Mm-hmm. This is something that you're going to have to endure on your own. This walk is yours. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the concept, especially if they've never been divorced or yeah. separated or anything. I can't make people understand. And people still today want me with the kids' dad, like today. Well, and the people that you grew up with, the people that have in your community, 
that don't mean that is all that is your community, mm -hmm. right? And so it sounds like you just haven't quite found the other pieces of your community yet. You're right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And since I have such a huge community mm -hmm. of siblings, cousins and all of that, I felt like I didn't need mm. anymore mm. until the change yeah. started. One of the ways that I always end these episodes is by having my guests give the listeners um, a quote, a question, a simple practice that they can do throughout the week to tie together the themes of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, and so as you think about all that we've talked about, unbecoming, um, re realizing and finding your new community, um, taking steps away from those that you've been closest to, mm -hmm. uh, away from the hats that you're mm -hmm. wearing to find yourself, is there a quote or a simple practice or something you would offer the listeners that they can do, you know, in two to five minutes every day this week as they uh, kind of resonate and, and turn these themes over within themselves? One of the things I can say for sure is to start journaling, hmm. to definitely start writing out your thoughts because you really don't know what you want to unbecome hmm. or what you want to become until you start searching. Hmm. And, 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 and going deeper. So I would say journal every day. Review those journals on Friday, Saturday. Take a minute or, or take 10 to 15 minutes out of your day to review those journals mm. and set small goals to either unbecome yeah. or become because it just depends on where you are. You could have went through a traumatic situation and now you just don't know who you are. Mm or what you want, you have to start. And Ben, you taught me that. Mm. Remember you told me to write a letter to my mom? Mm -hmm. yeah, I look at often. That's what taught me. And that mm -hmm. was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. It it taught me to be able, because I'm so, I'm so scatterbrained that mm. I'll feel a feeling and it'll go. Mm -hmm. I'll think something, then it'll go. But if I've learned that if I start writing it down mm -hmm. and then going back to, to reflect, I have to, you can write it, but you have to go back. Where was I at? Mm. What, what, why was I thinking those things? Like, yeah. what happened in that moment? You have to be able to set aside time to understand you. Yeah. Or you'll never get better. So, and I mean, like, the major thing that I really would want to, like, I tell people, you've never been here before. <laughs> this is something that you have never done before. So you have to be able to give yourself grace. Mm on the job training, that's, yeah. that's where we're at. Yeah. And no matter what, that's what's gonna keep you afloat, mm. to know that you're doing the best you can right now. Mm. That's what's up. Do better. Do better. Charity, thank you so much for being on this week. Um, this is the last episode of season one of this oh, podcast. Oh, yes. congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I think it's a fitting end of the season. Uh, Maybe the realest episode, too, that we've had all season. What? This is episode 23. Oh. Um, and so you ended it with a bang. So oh, my you God. Thank coming, you. In my free counseling session, right. I loved it. <laughs> for those that want to know more about Charity and, and the work that she's doing, I will post links in the episode description to her blog. So make sure you follow that on WordPress. As I mentioned, this is the last episode of season one. Uh, thank you for being loyal listeners, for the encouragement you've sent. 
Uh, season 2 will launch sometime at the end of January or February once I get a handle on the new rhythms of this parenting thing. Um, and Congrats, man! <laughs> thank you. I'm excited. Um, and But season 2 will be coming, and so just uh, keep following Invisible Truths on Facebook so you know when new episodes are coming out. And there's something new that's in the works with some friends of mine and I. We're combining some community programs that we're doing to form a new organization. And so be on the lookouts for that organization that should launch sometime early 2020. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Invisible Truths podcast. Until next year, I'm Ben Tapper.